0: Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Cray and I'm chatting with Joyride director Ema Reynolds. Hi Ema, thank you so much
1: for chatting with us. My pleasure, Gemma. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, so uh, first of all, I want to say well done. This was just such a gorgeous film. Uh, the performances, the aesthetics, everything about it. it was It was just so rich and lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and a joy to watch so I'm, I'm I was kind of keeping an eye on it when I heard Olivia Coleman was on this side of the pond I was very excited <laughs> anyway, yeah yeah
1: everything she does I know yeah oh my
0: God. I, yeah I'd, I'd watch her in a in a an ad for socks she's she's just fabulous <laughs> and and so much happening at, at any one point um so anyway before we get into the acting I just want to say that a project like this there's there's so many spitting plates But have to happen for it even to get off the ground. Um, I was just wondering if you could tell me a little bit about um, the the birth of this project. How did it how did it
1: start? Well, I wasn't there at the birth. Um, Aoife O'Sullivan and Alva Kogan had been developing this script for a number of years before I came on board. Um, And they they had nurtured it through a number of phases a number of different types of screenplays with different directors, at least one I know of. Um, And and I hadn't really found the voice for it or the the approach for it. Then Aoife, um, a wonderful, fortuitous call she made to me, um, well, fortuitous for me anyway, in uh, 2018 to say, um, was I looking at dramas as well as documentaries? I said, absolutely, I was. I was looking for the right project. So she said, we have a script I'd love to send you. So she sent it over and, uh, you know, I loved it from the minute I read it. I thought there was such an incredible heart to it. You know, it was like open heart surgery. It was so funny. It was so smart. It was so emotional. I just thought it was really beautiful, wonderful dialogue, really, really funny and smart dialogue and, and incredible characters, particularly the character of uh, Joy, that uh, as played by Olivia Colman. You know, she's a she's a complex and messy woman, a complex and messy mother in 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 a world where often mothers are portrayed as kind of you know pastel and floral and very agreeable you know she's 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 snarky she's independent she's unpredictable she's hilarious she's fun and filthy you know so there was a huge amount of um, complexity to it that uh, drew me to the script and and ultimately drew Olivia to the part
0: it's such an an interesting take on things because you have like the young mother learning to cope and learning the the skills and understanding of of motherhood and and all that entails, but like actually as someone who comes to it late in the game and it and it's quite a surprise it's it's a different angle, but it's so truthful because you know not everyone had the best role models, and that's one of the 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 main themes that I thought was incredibly powerful through it is that intergenerational trauma
1: yes yeah yeah she'd been bequeathed kind of self-loathing and and you know deeply uh, absorbed the idea um and it's a line that's thrown away in the film you know it's in the middle of a kind of a a kind of a Fellini-esque comedic scene where they're traveling on the back of a trailer and she kind of casually says to Molly You know, my mother always told me it'd be better for everybody if I never had children. You know, so you've got this you've got this woman who's who's accidentally pregnant and accidentally has had a child. And she has no even though she's in her 40s, she has no framework for understanding how to be a mother, how to allow herself to be a mother, how to love, how to not reject the whole idea because of her, as you say, the intergenerational trauma of her own childhood. So, yeah, you know, it's that it's that beautiful, deep learning all about healing that's in the film and and it's 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 in a it's told in a way and in a story that is also incredibly uplifting and fun and a great journey that they this pair of fugitives go on together where they're both you know like all great buddy road movies that you know they learn from each other they they find in each other the learning and, and the healing they needed
0: and that complexity that you mentioned it's a very uh surprising turn I think in some ways like it's it's set up like uh, this is a road movie there's going to be a chase there's going to be these characters at the very very beginning and then we're introduced to the backstory of uh, the characters and and that kind of rich tapestry that makes up their background like how much of the draft was completed I know again some when bringing a director on board like how much do you need to kind of recraft and and things to get those the, the script singing visually as well?
1: Yeah, it, the 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 draft. If I'm if I remember correctly from Alva, the draft had gone a lot of different ways over a number of years. You know, different elements had been lifted up. The kind of the crim chase element had been beefed up in certain drafts. You know, so it had gone through a lot of iterations. But when they when I came on board, we went back to the core of what Alva wanted to explore, which was motherhood and, you know, h- how we learn to live with ourselves, how we learn to love ourselves. And so we went back to these basic ideas, these really big tentpole scenes of when she first learns to breastfeed and, and, you know, these ideas of, of, of connecting how she would, how, how this young 13 year old boy, this rap rapscallion that she kind of accidentally meets that how he would, how he would teach her how to be a mother, how he would allow her to experience that. So when I came on board, we went back to that court, that real strong heart, you know, a female writer, female director, female producer, all incredibly attracted to this idea of telling this story about motherhood, this story about messy and magnificent motherhood, you know, that it wasn't a straight line. It isn't a straight line of love and acceptance and and it's all easy, you know, that it can be it can be twisty and it can be a twisty, strange road and yet incredibly war- rewarding. So I'm not sure I've answered your question, but that, that's really what happened with when I came on board in terms of figuring out the story that we wanted to tell, that the heart of the story and then drawing out uh, the visual, the visual expression of it out of those out of those tentpole moments
0: that is the thing that I enjoyed the most of it is so often I think it's where you see the cliche of in in film and television of like, you know, the sweaty mother being handed the baby and beaming with joy. But like the reality is like you're ripped up sunder, like you're completely destroyed. Your body is destroyed. Your oh, yeah. hormones are, are in bits. And next thing you're given this screaming thing to care for. And you're like, what now? <laughs> you yeah, know, Alva,
1: Alva tells that story about uh the, you know, the birth of this, the idea for the film in her head was she was walking the back roads of Kerry with her six week old baby in bits thinking, I cannot care for this child. I don't know how to feed him. I, you know, I'm I'm completely at sea and heard on the radio. Um, a story about a 12 year old in Tipperary that had stolen a car and and there was a newborn in the back of it. And then in, instead of like a normal kind of response of, oh, my goodness, that boy with a child, that's dangerous or that's kind of strange. She she thought, wouldn't it be wonderful? Maybe he could help me learn how to teach this child or feed this baby, you know, so. That that's really true in terms of you know how how the thinking process of a young mother or a new mother is you know it's all it's very very scrappy it's not feel, sitting in a sunlit field of sunflowers totally at ease with the universe no not
0: at all <laughs> not for ages and um, one of the things as well that I really wanted to uh, chat with you about was just how absolutely rich and beautiful Obviously, that's that's your yeah. your <laughs> DOP background, but like the production design, the 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 bright colors, the the even the, the those kind of like stand out visual pieces like the baby's head on the, on the back of the yeah. truck that then pops up later can you just tell me a little bit about um when do you so when coming on board the script and reworking it to that draft when do you start to see those moments and and how do you bring them to fruition
1: you know it's it's a mixture of um just instinct you know i really didn't want to you know, in some ways, it, it could read a little bit like um, social realism. You know, dark story of a mother struggling with her newborn, and a you know a scrappy boy racer picks her up in a stolen car. But actually, we never wanted. I never saw it as social realism. I always saw it as something incre- incredibly expressive and vivid and colorful and like Joy herself. You know, kind of really, really alive and bold and, and new. We were going to be outdoors, like of the of the five week shoot. um, uh, Four of them were outdoors. You know, we're just we were living with the elements. We were living with the landscape. We were going to have to absorb everything that Kerry Kerry weather was going to throw at us. You know, so there was a very, very clear. I had a very clear idea that to make something that would be kind of um, a vivid, vivid, expressive, evocative, like not coy, not coy and, and tapping into joy's. Esprit, you know, that Joy's Joy's madness, her, her, her passion, you know, how big she is. And then so it's a it's a journey of that. It's a it's a combination of me feeling that way and then being joined by my key creatives, James May, their fantastic cinematographer, Joe Fallover, production designer, Kathy Strachan, costume designer. They came in and you know, they brought their own um interpretations to it. And I was really open, and we were all in, including, in fact, I have to say, Carl King, who was our locations manager in Kerry, who who really took the brief to heart that we would, you know, that we would show the landscape uh, uh, you know, as much difference as we could from the barren mountains to the lush valleys, to the lakes, to the the estuary, you know, and everything in between. And so we all we all took to finding this language, finding a language that would allow us to embrace the, the you know how would we put these these two people and all these various I mean we had upwards of I think thirteen different vehicles for them to travel on, you know put them into this landscape and and have it feel playful and joyous and expressive, not dark and dank even though the story is uh you know it starts off as you say very light and funny and and a chase and a road movie and then it twists and it kind of. It darkens and it deepens into something that's quite an emotional, an emotional unraveling, and uh, so really just wanted the the journey to feel like that and the visual the visual style to to map that.
0: And it doesn't it mimics that kind of heightened sensation of of when you're of of emotions I suppose at this time um where these characters are at this at this pivotal turning point in in each of their lives and their their own personal journey so just I want to touch with you a little bit on the minutiae of how you achieve this with all those heads of departments like again there's so many spinning plates and on, on a project like this how do you get to the crux of finding that uh, language with your various uh, heads of department to go, this is this, this is the feel I want to do. This is, this is what I want to do. Do you create a lookbook? Do you work with them on projects like curating designs? What Like how do you, how do you manage it and communicate it?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a process of discovery and interplay between their voices and mine, and a kind of a narrowing, a kind of a starting. I started with a lookbook and loads of film references and storyboards and ideas of and references for you know films that had the same tone, had the same look. We were lots of conversations about how we would approach it, and then it's a kind of a winnowing, you know. It's a kind of a they come with other ideas. They is it this not that, you know, a James was consistently every two or three days sending me more photos from other films, trying to trying to narrow the articulation of what the, the vision was, you know. So it became a kind of a really, a really compelling and playful and, you know, elaborate and <laughs> entertaining, you know, really, really interesting journey over weeks and weeks a week. Soft prep, they call it, which I don't know why they call it soft prep, because it's so intense. Because it's a it's a journey for for visual creatives to try to to say yes this not that even down to color you know down to you know when we when we with Kathy we we settled on the the you know Joy's beautiful sunflower colored yellow coat you know it was a it was a process of you know we started with Faye Dunaway type you know look and then ended up where we ended and that was it's just an ongoing journey of of really, really interesting dialogue that happens verbally and also happens through photographs, you know, and through movies and sharing. You know, I saw this last night or, you know, I I don't know if that's that's answered your question, but it, you know, it, it's, it's an ongoing and, and it's not a straight line. It's a kind of a loopy, squiggly line that everyone heads towards. And at a certain point, maybe around the time we started actual prep, not soft prep, by that stage, you know, I I was in a car frequently with Joe the designer, James the cinematographer, Carl the locations manager, at JQ our our first AD, and we were out on the road looking for. We had over fifty locations to shoot in five weeks, and I wanted a very diverse look for all the locations. So then we're in a car, and and we're just talking, 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 and listening to music, and you know, generally just finding it all together. And it's really, really. Um, it's really it's empowering and it's it's really eclectic in a nice way you know it, it all the references were in straight lines which which is lovely
0: that's fabulous and I, I really want to talk to you about um cast so you have a baby which is <laughs> yes which is the dc uh you have olivia coleman and then again i think there's a great on-screen on-screen uh Chemistry between her and that really talented young lad. Can you tell me a little bit about how you found them and and how you kind of place them together?
1: So Olivia came on board first. Um, We sent her the script and I wrote her a letter, and uh, she loved the car. She loved the script, but she loved the character of Joy, and asked to meet with me, um, which was over Zoom because we were still in, um, you know, lockdown or well not lockdown, the COVID protocols and all that. So. We got along wonderfully, and she came on board uh, pretty soon. At, even in that call, in fact, she said she would she would agree to do it, which was incredibly uh, exciting. And then, um, and the film, you know, the energy and the the kind of the the film's existence went into overdrive. Then, as soon as as soon as Olivia agreed to be part of it, and um, then we went out looking for Charlie and for Lachlan, who plays uh, James. They're the three leads. You know, Lachlan plays. Uh, Lachlan O'Marron plays um Mully's father. And we went out casting and, and the finding Mully took um four months. Um we went on a very broad search for a, you know, a young new talent. Um, and you know, went out all over all across Ireland to newspapers and to drama clubs and to GAA clubs and you know, karate clubs, and said, Do you have a kid? Schools, you know, is there somebody new? Is there somebody out there who wants to take part? So that's That poor Elaine Granger, our casting agent, started with 1500 tapes of of young boys who who auditioned for the part. And and over the next 16 weeks, we uh, we narrowed that down, you know, over callbacks and repeated tapings with the the boys that were still in play. And uh, at the end of all that, Charlie, Charlie was was selected and uh, he had been a front runner from very early on. He's an incredible he's an incredibly present and brave young actor he's his instincts are spot on his 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 charisma you know his screen charisma so uh, we were so excited to cast him I, was, I feel so privileged to cast him because you know he he goes toe to toe with Oscar winner actor and and you know it, it's a proper two-hander you know it's a proper uh, buddy 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 pair
0: and how do you what is it like a working with someone sort of of that caliber as well but I'm sure you can't go up to and be like Do it like this, Olivia, (laughs) but better. (laughs) Uh, Like, you know, to to kind of finesse those relationships on screen and and to capture it. Like what what is it like? And then working with someone so established and then someone so new to the game and then and then a baby.
1: And a baby. Um, (laughs) It was it was really easy because both Olivia and Charlie and Lachlan and the rest of the cast, there was an incredibly... Um, supportive and collegial atmosphere. Olivia doesn't come on screen, come on set as a, you know, stays in her trailer and kind of call me when you're ready for me. You know, she wants to be part of a group. She wants to be part of a collective. You know, filmmaking takes a village to make a film. It's an incredible collective effort and she wants to be there. And and so that kind of set the tone we all became very good friends we talked in the week of the read-through and and you know so-called rehearsals we get a huge amount of bonding and and getting to know each other and allowing everyone's voice in the room to be what we you know how we were going to make this work you know as you say with all the not only you know an oscar winner and a young boy and babies we had stunts we had paparazzi we had sea stunts we had 13 different vehicles across the mountains of Kerry you know so it was going to be an incredible challenge but um we all really liked each other and trusted each other and and gave each other lots of room and and you know a, a journalist asked me the other day you must have been incredibly intimidated by Oscar <laughs> winning because <laughs> your track record
0: is not <laughs> like you have worked with amazing people. <laughs> well, I think you just meant He was like,
1: was it really intimidating? And yeah. I was like, oh, uh, well, uh, it is now that you've said it like that. You know, it is that uh, that does sound terrifying. It didn't feel terrifying at the time. It just felt like we were all together with the same aim, you know, to realize this rich, human, tender, funny, emotional script, you know, that we were all we were all together down in a hotel in Kerry wanting wanting the same thing and and all equals you know and uh it was it was it was a joy
0: and just specifically to do a carry because again that that landscape is so beautiful and and striking um what was the link there with screen carry and carry county council did they um provide some of the fund i'm just i'm very interested in how these things The like i think there's such a great chemistry in in getting them and then like sometimes those restrictions of it being in Kerry lands itself to to the most beautiful creativity
1: yeah I mean I'm so grateful to Screen Kerry and to all the various partners that made it happen down here they were incredibly supportive and really really made it happen we were desperate to film in Kerry but you know There was a will or, you know, there was a possibility that we would have to shoot nearer Dublin, shoot Wicklow for Kerry, shoot, you know, the beaches of Wicklow for for Kerry. And we really didn't want that. Kerry was in the film's heart and soul and DNA from the start, you know, and to make it happen, it required all those uh, industry funders from Kerry to come on board and facilitate us coming down. I don't know the minutiae of how it works. But, you know, there's tax breaks to do with filming and Kerry and all that. And really, everybody from my producer, Rifa, to the production team, to screen Kerry, everyone just pulled together to, to even though it's going to be a little bit more difficult to be in Kerry to make it happen, because it's it's so beautiful. It's so glorious. There's this, you know, untamed wildness and joy to the place that we really wanted on screen. We wanted to be absorbing, you know, to, the cells of the film to be suffused with it. So. Uh, you fought really hard and I, I'm so glad we did. And we're, I'm hearing Kerry at the moment. In fact, we're having our Kerry premiere tonight. And uh,
0: there's like a, a just a rich soundscape across the whole film. And I was just wondering if you could just chat to me a little bit about uh, how you how you got that depth there.
1: Uh, are, do you mean the score or do you mean all aspects of the sound like the mix,
0: the whole mix? Yeah, but the score yeah, especially yeah. is is beautiful.
1: Yeah, the score, like it's a it's a very um, it's Ray Harman, formerly of Something Happens, who's my regular composer, wrote an incredible, I think, really cinematic score. You know, it's very original, it's very evocative. It's very Irish with loads of Irish instruments in it, but incredibly modern. Emotional and journey, journeying and really lovely. And he had to he had to encapsulate the kind of the, the pre-existing um eclectic music that was in the film, Mully sings, uh, Cab Calloway number, they, they sing on a boat, they sing a, a, the theme music from Home and Away, you know, so there's these kind of other elements in there already that were quite disparate and then we, I brought in these other, you know, big commercial tracks that would push the plot forward and, pl- and push the emotional emotional story forward. So, you know, it's it's a very rich um, musical experience, I think. We saw it in the cinema last night in the lighthouse at the Irish premiere and that, along with the, the beautiful mix that was achieved by location sound and by the sound editors and by the sound mixers, it's incredibly, um, it's a very vivid aural experience. And it's very, very um, absolutely one to be seen in the cinema because you get so much uh, depth and complexity and drama from the width as well, the breadth on the mountains and feeling like that, you know, Kerry doesn't seem to have any horizons, you know, it just seems to go on forever. And, uh, you know, the sound mix just brought this, you know, this life, this width to it that I absolutely love. And that's it. That's it. It's a sort of like, um, again,
0: it's this, yeah, you, I think you said this, it's very visceral. And that's, that's that feeling because you have such rich production design against just such gorgeous visuals. And then almost, like i I know i you had mentioned this as well, but I just thought her wardrobe was so striking and almost harks back to this classic era of fashion, beautiful clean lines and and says so much about her as a as a person as well as someone who's so sort of established in her career, but then this other area has kind of left to to follow so th- like there's there's beautiful meaning there and it's it's so lovely and and layered and I do think that the soundscape really immerses you in that,
1: I think you know the- I think all of the crafts on show in the film, including sound design, including the editing, cinematography, costume, you know, I think all the crafts have incredibly authored voice, you know, like there's real discre- discrete ideas in all at play in all. And, I, you know, I had an incredible team of HODs that contributed so much and to whom i'm so grateful
0: um i just wanted to chat really quickly about because the themes are so um just i think they're so rich and they will have spoken on a real personal level to to a lot of people maybe that weren't represented before women um going into motherhood unprepared or like you know it's there's there's a cliche around it and i think this does something very 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 different i'm just wondering i know it's and um, seen its festival run, I'm just wondering have you gotten any feedback from anybody about it, or you know how it how it has touched them, or I suppose the the release will see that a bit more, but you yeah, know i'm I'm just curious to what the response has been,
1: yeah, I mean unknown at the moment in the sense of you know we're literally about to hit the cinemas, and we 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 haven't been to festivals apart from opening Galway a few weeks ago we were, we were basically the model for this film was to go straight to the cinema. So I've only currently got, uh, you know, emails and, and Twitter and text message I've got as I've got from the various screenings to go on, but it's been incredibly powerful. And, you know, people find it a, a really joyous and emotional journey, you know, laughing and crying in a cinema with your, with other people, you know, that gorgeous journey of highs and lows and, uh, yeah we've been overwhelmed with the positive response so far so please please goodness that carries through and it connects you know it connects with people once it's on release on friday
0: it's fabulous well thank you so much for chatting with us we were so grateful and and definitely want to see a visual spectacle as well like i think it has to be uh seen in the the big screen thank you so much thank you and thanks,
1: Gamer, for taking the time to talk